Good morning and welcome to the sixth episode of A Father's Wisdom. Last week we had a chance to talk about the problem with the jury and juries not representing African American males throughout the country. And uh, one of the things that we close with is why uh, weren't the judges and the prosecutors telling African American males before they go to court if they pleaded uh, guilty and accepted a felony, what type of problems that would create for them once they left prison? And we're talking about health benefits, uh, food stamps. And I won't go over everything that we talked about last week. But one of the things I wanted to do is to go back and uh, continue researching the book by Michelle Alexander. uh, And the new Jim Crow, uh, Mass Incarceration uh, in the age of the colorblind. I am just really impressed with this book. And to my sons, I really think we need to uh, read this. Now this week, uh, I want to look at uh, prisons in America and uh, prisons in the state of Wisconsin, which you were uh, raised and just look at the data and statistics and see what they show. Now we had talked about uh, 750 per 100,000 massive incarceration in the uh, United States and a large percentage of those being a black Americans read at 40 percent. Uh, it was shocking to look at the data that the United States uh, has imprisoned more black Americans than South Africa. Uh, I think we need to stop and discuss and ask ourselves as a family has the objective of the prison system in America worked and I would say no. I think it's being used to create a caste system within uh, our country. For example, in 1972, fewer than, <coughs> than 350,000 in prison compared to uh, 2 million. I keep going back to Jim Crow, massive incarceration and marginalizing large segments of the African American community. And uh, uh, basically, we think that prisons are segregating African-American males from uh, by having them in a physical prison, uh, jail, or in ghetto. But it's doing more than that. It's discriminating against them uh, and for them not allowing them to vote in a lot of states across the country. Uh, it's one strike against them for employment. Uh, it's difficult for them to get housing, education, and federal assistance from housing. 
and different benefits across the country. So the sentence uh, doesn't stop after they have spent their time in prison. Uh, it creates another problem. And one of the things that I had uh, talked about, uh, re the rebirth of the caste system in the U.S. And I'm talking about uh, there's certain things that poor uh, communities have privilege to. And I want to go into that later in the book, James, that you referred to me, uh, you know, in relationships. And I want to look at middle-class America, how they look at things, and also how the rich look at things. Uh, but I want to get back to the prisons. And the argument, uh, uh, one political party was uh, stating to us that they were going to uh, slash the budget and bring things uh under control uh, by cutting spending and one party in particular wanted to cut it in a social program but the reality uh, is that uh, money that was allocated for the poor neighborhoods in the cities uh, was taken away from uh, housing and some of the facts that uh, Michelle Alexander brought up this is mind shocking was the fact that in 1986 the uh, budget for the prisons uh, were double the amount for uh, AFDC and food stamps in other words, basically what had happened is funding that was used for purchasing housing is now being used for prisons. You know, I've always heard, uh, especially when you're speaking to the African Americans, that uh, all agendas that the Democrats uh, were bringing to the table uh, were fair and equal and they were working toward uh, assisting our community. In fact, here lately I've heard Hillary talking about massive incarceration, but uh, no one had brought to our attention that during the Clinton uh, tenure in Washington, uh, when he said he was slashing funding for public housing, which he did, he slashed it by $17 billion. That was $17 billion that could provide it shelter and housing for the poor in their community. There was a reduction in spending on his administration of 61%. Yet he boosted the budget uh, for correction by $19 billion, uh, which was an increase of 171%. And just let's just think about that for a few minutes. Who's working for us in Washington? If the Democrats are not working for us and the Republicans are clearly not working for us, who's working for us? And that's why I'm saying uh, politically we need to read and see what's happening behind the scenes because 
This is mind-boggling. Someone had told me this. I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it in black and white uh, um, on page 57 of her book. Uh, but I strongly suggest you read this, and it is it's really sh uh, shocking. In other words, basically, uh, the main source of housing for African American is, is prison. And when we look at the uh, prison system again, a half a million people are in prison or jail for drug uh, uh, arrest. And this has tripled since uh, 1980. Uh, these numbers are shocking when you look at them. And you're saying, well, uh, I'm saying to my sons, what, why should you be concerned about this? Uh, the reason why you should be concerned about this is because uh, when your children grow up, uh, they will be marrying. And if uh, there is a great disadvantage to African-Americans, that's going to have a direct effect on your family. Uh, when I look at the data as a result of this massive incarceration, 31 million people have been arrested for drug offenses since this drug on war started under Ronald Reagan. I ask myself, you know, does it make sense of what it's costing the taxpayers to keep these prisons running? Uh, and when you look at that there are more people in jail are in prison for drugs uh, than uh, that's being incarcerated for all uh, crimes in 1980. And let's, let's look at that again. There's more people in jail or prison for drugs than all of the other people that we've had in jail, robbery, rape, and everything else in the 1980s. And uh, we need to take a look at that and see if our justice system is serving the best function for our society. And one of the things that uh, nothing contributes to the mass incarceration of blacks like drugs do. And if I looked and saw that the incarceration of blacks were equal to those of whites, I would, wouldn't be so concerned. But when I look at the data, it's alarming what the comparisons are with blacks. Now, let's look at uh, uh, this fact, is that the world has never seen in two short decades, between 1980 and 2000, the number of people that's uh, been incarcerated in our nation, in our prison. Jails have increased from roughly 300,000 to more than 2 million. So I am assuming that if the jails are increasing and they're becoming larger, uh, then our system is not working for us. So we need to take another look at it. I've always felt that uh, there was uh, missing fathers uh, throughout America. And you constantly hear that the Black males do not want to take care of their children. They do not want to take care of their families. Uh, and when I began to look at the data 
I can see clearly why uh, they can't. Uh, because there's over a million of them in prison. And the number uh, uh, it, it increases when you start looking at uh, parole uh, and other uh, uh, places such in the local and uh, county jails and things of that nature. Then I, I wanted to look at uh, another statistics that was shocking to me. 70% of professional black women are unmarried. And basically what has happened is black men have disappeared. I want to say that again. Black men are disappearing in America through being locked up in prisons, through the massive uh, uh, number that's been killed in the street. Black men are disappearing. When I looked at the data for the U.S. Census report for 2002, there is nearly 3 million more black females uh, in our black communities. Now, what problem is that going to create uh, when there is not some degree of balance uh, between black men and black women. We're talking about a gender gap of 26%. Uh, meaning that if uh, black women wanted to get married, the men are not there. Uh, and in many urban areas, it's higher than that. It's 37%. Again, I repeat, there's uh, a million black men in prison that's making things different. Now, when I turn around and look at those uh, percentages, 26% gender gap, urban 37%, I come back and I compare it to the white and it's only 8%. 8% versus 26%, 37% is alarming. Why? Because we're talking about 8% of a population of close to 300 million, and we're talking about 26% of a population of 12 to 14 million. That is having a serious impact on the structure of the black families throughout America, and I'm saying this to my son, that we have to be concerned about that because, again, we have to go back to the point that more African-American adults are under correctional control today in prisons or jail or probation or parole than was enslaved uh, in 1850. And we have to ask ourselves, why? What's one of the reasons that is taking place? If we go back and we have looked at uh, the jury as being a problem. Uh, number one, a lot of states, if you go to jail uh, for a felony, come out, you cannot vote. So that's eliminating them from, uh, from the jury pool. Uh, well, then there's another thing I want to look at. It's uh, prisons. Private prisons uh, have have become uh, 
a, a good area to invest and make money. In one example that I was looking at uh, in this book is that Dick Cheney had invested millions in private prisons. Now, I'm talking about the Vice President of the United States investing millions, who's a part of setting and directing laws for this country, but has invested his personal fund into millions for prisons that 40% of those beds will be filled by African Americans. And that is a, uh, a major uh, concern for me. So I wanted to say, okay, um, I'm listening to what Michelle is saying in her book. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's look at what Wisconsin is looking like compared to the rest of the nation. This is where uh, I've raised my sons. And uh, I want to see what's taking place in Milwaukee County. And what was Wisconsin's uh, relationship to the nation in massive and incarceration of African Americans. And what I did, I went to uh, the University of Wisconsin prepared a report uh, this data uh, is looking at the workforce challenges for uh, 2013. And it was prepared by Lewis M. Quinn and John Pauser of the University of Wisconsin. And what uh, this report in Wisconsin, which is totally independent of what is taking place in uh, the book that I have been talking to you for the last two episodes has validated what Michelle Alexander is saying about the second Jim Crow. Uh, it, when I read what is taking place throughout the nation, uh, in the new Jim Crow mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness by Michelle Alexander, when I come to Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin is leading the nation in the number and the percentages of its African American male population that's being incarcerated. In other words, since 1990, uh, the number of blacks who have been incarcerated has tripled. Wisconsin having the highest uh, number of black males incarcerated in the nation, and that was alarming to me. Uh, and I wanted to narrow it down because uh, there is a very small percentage of blacks in the state of Wisconsin. The majority of the blacks that live and Wisconsin live in Milwaukee County. So this report is zeroing in to what's taking place in Milwaukee County. And it's shocking. 
that in Milwaukee County, over half of the African-American men in their 30s have served time in the state prison. I want, I want James and Tyrone to want you to listen to this closely. In Milwaukee County, over half of the American, uh, the African-American males in their 30s have served time in the state prison. In other words, if we were to use that statistics from my home, home uh, either you, I mean James or Tyrone, one of you, would have been in prison. And that's alarming for me to know that the statistics are so high. Uh, now let's talk about where this report is coming from. This report... Uh, used two decades of State Department of Correction and Department of Transportation data, which is it's an excellent report, and I strongly recommend uh, that you can pull it up on the Internet and just say uh, Milwaukee County African Americans Incarceration, and it'll pop up. And I, it, it is a, one of the things that I was looking at which was uh, very important to me because uh, when we were talking uh, a couple of episodes back, we were talking about how we could uh, be more representative African-American males in the jury system. I was shocking when I looked at the Milwaukee County Department of Transportation reported that 27,874 men uh, with DOT violations preventing them from legally driving uh, because they hadn't paid fines or etc. But 27,000. Well, I looked at that and, and wanted to look on the other side of the coin. What we were saying is 27,000 are nearly... 28,000 could not serve on, on jury duty, and that's a concern for me. Uh, because if they're not in the pool, uh, along with others who are in prison, are, are on probation, we're talking about an alarming number of black males that will not be allowed to serve on the jury. The worst state for incarceration in, in the United States is as Wisconsin at a 12.8% compared to the nation's average of African Americans is 6.7. And that's alarming. That's, that's almost double what the national average is. So the chance, what basically what that means is that your chances are almost double being locked up in the prison system in Wisconsin than any other place in the United States of America. In other words, the most dangerous place for a black man to be driving, to be walking, to be living is in the state of Wisconsin. And we have to, Wisconsin is especially Milwaukee County, is a very dangerous place for blacks to live. And after uh, doing this uh, research, I am strongly urging uh, my sons and my grandson, if opportunity uh, presents itself, Please relocate from the state of Wisconsin. 
Now let's look at the whites of being uh, uh, incarcerated in Milwaukee County. We're talking about 1.2 compared to the national average of 1.3. In other words, white males being incarcerated in the state of Wisconsin is lower than the national average versus blacks of 12.8. Something is wrong with that picture. When you look at the other side of it, again, uh, blacks representing 3 to 4% of the total population in Wisconsin. Don't quote me on I need to go back and check the data on it, but the last time I checked it, the black population represented around 3 to 4% of the entire state population. But if you are compared to the rest being white, and uh, I'm concerned about that. Again, I'll go back to my statement that's a very dangerous place to live at. From 1998 to uh, 2011, Wisconsin uh, incarcerated, again, 26,222 African-American men from Milwaukee County. This was a cost around $3.8 billion in 2012. This is costing the taxpayers a tremendous amount of money. 40% of all African-American males and Wisconsin uh, that was incarcerated since 1990 uh, were for drug offenses. Uh, were not violent crimes, were drug offenses. 11 to 12 times higher than the white males in uh, Milwaukee County. Driver's license are central uh, uh, for you to get jobs and things. But one of the things that, that was interesting that only... 10% of African-American men with uh, uh, department, of, uh, when we look at the driver's license, incarceration uh, received out of 2,627 out of the 26,222 showed a current valid Wisconsin driver's license. Let's look at that again. Only 2,000. 627 out of 26,222 uh, showed a valid driver's license. And that question again is how do they get to work? Uh, the second thing is that means that the more if they're stopped, they increases their chances of going back to jail. And it also turns back to not being able to serve in jury duty or coming out of that pool, which two of the main things that are used for selecting the jury is the driver's license, and the registered vote. Inmates for nonviolent or drug offenses, only 68, 68% was for nonviolent offenses. We're talking about uh, the problem here in Milwaukee County. I want you to look at this. Uh, Look at the annual imprisonment uh, for the incarceration of blacks in uh, uh, Milwaukee County. There is a sharp spike in the incarceration of uh, African Americans here in Milwaukee County. We've got to take a look at it. Only 6% of African Americans were incarcerated for Milwaukee County for driving uh uh, 
for drinking while they were driving. Let me say that again. Only 6% of African Americans were incarcerated for in Milwaukee County for, for drinking compared to 40% drug-related. Now, what does this mean? DWI incarceration uh, for the entire uh, state, you, when we're talking about white, 83% of those who were stopped for drinking were white. Well, my question again is, why is that not being reflected within the prison system? It's not. It's almost like it doesn't exist. When you start looking at a number of 1.2% uh, compared to 126 uh, compared to the national average of whites 1.3, uh, it's almost like if you're white and you are breaking the law with drinking, you don't you don't go to jail. But if you get caught with marijuana, uh, you go to prison. Something's wrong with this system, and we really need to check in that. Check into that. Two thirds of the incarcerations are in uh, Milwaukee. I'm mean, talking about two thirds of all of the. Uh, and uh, people that are locked up in prison is coming out of six zip codes, 53206, 53209, 53210, 53218, and 53216. Uh, where the majority of the arrests uh, for people who go into prison is coming from, and I look at where the majority of the people are returning to the same zip codes after they have spent time in prison, that is a major concern. Well... This is the end of uh, another episode that I've enjoyed talking to uh, my sons and the father's wisdom. And the wisdom behind this episode is uh, keep my bloodline out of Milwaukee County and out of the Milwaukee County justice system. Uh, That's it for this episode and may God be with you and bless you and your families. Thank you.